Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, By the Light of the Kerosene Lamp. As darkness fell over the land, John and his wife retired for the evening. It was the end of another day on a much-needed vacation. John enjoyed the long days of summer and was relieved to be away from the big city and back to the family farm where he could escape the pressures of life and problems at work. John knew all the familiar faces of family and neighbors, and it was refreshing to be with his kin and breathe the fresh country air without a care in the world. As he got into bed, the familiar silence of the countryside already blanketed the area. John appreciated this silence and drifted off to sleep. A knock on the door awoke him. He glanced out the window. It was still pitch black outside. Come in, John yawned. The door opened, and John knew something was dreadfully wrong. Even though there was not much light, he clearly made out the face and figure of the local justice of the peace. John swung his legs to the side of the bed and sat up to learn the news. His boss was dead. John's heart sank, and he was at a loss for words while his mind was racing. His boss was a prominent man, but his reputation was sinking fast. He and his cronies had been playing with bribes in the oil industry. John had stayed out of it, but he knew that he would not escape the coming scrutiny. He knelt down and said a prayer, asking for God's blessing. As John rose from his knees, the justice of the peace said, We need to talk. John nodded and headed down the stairs. It did not take long for the small parlor in John's family farm to be filled with people. They even brought in a stenographer. In the dim light, John did his best to provide written statements that would be entered into the public record. The Justice of the Peace and those with him accepted these statements. However, they were not sure if they needed anything else from John. None of the lawmen present had handled a case as delicate as this one before. As an experienced lawyer, John offered to consult the legal text and make some recommendations. The Justice of the Peace agreed, and John quietly consulted the law. He suggested an oath would settle the matter, at least for the night. So it was that, by the light of the kerosene lamp, John made an oath in the presence of the justice of the peace, who, 
satisfied that there was nothing more to do, allowed John to return to bed. His boss's death cut John's vacation short. The next day, John returned to the city, where he was quickly ushered to an experienced judge. After further consultation, John was made to repeat the oath he made the previous night, removing all doubt about John's role in the matter. His boss's death and the media frenzy surrounding it thrust John into the spotlight, a place that he never sought for himself. John minded his own business and carried on with his duties, following the principle that nothing he never said ever caused him harm. His quiet temperament brought him success, and John soon was able to stand on his own merits rather than in the shadow of the life and death of his former boss. Thus is the story of the man whose life forever changed while on vacation in his hometown in the state of Vermont when his own father, a notary public and justice of the peace, became the only person in American history upon learning the death of the sitting president to administer the presidential oath of office to his son, a man who believed in limited government, an effective public speaker with a reputation for his silence, and who is the only president born on the 4th of July, President John Calvin Coolidge. And for this week, that's the word. We mentioned in the story Calvin Coolidge's former boss, and that would be President Warren G. Harding, whose vice president Calvin Coolidge was. Warren Harding is rather infamous for his involvement in the Teapot Dome scandal. It was a scandal which involved oil and cabinet ministers taking bribes and being involved in shady business. It was a real nasty scandal. He would probably be remembered a lot less favorably if he had not died right as the scandal was breaking. John Peter, we have now told stories about four U.S. presidents here in this podcast But certainly of those four, and out of the list of the presidents, Calvin Coolidge would certainly not be on the top of the list in terms of recognition, familiarity, or popularity. And yet, there is a story attributed to him that is well known, but we didn't share that story because we found out that the story that we both had heard before about the president was not actually true. So the story goes, and you probably heard this, that Calvin Coolidge, who is famous for being Silent Cal, the man of few words, was seated at a dinner next to a woman. And this woman told him, I bet my friend that I could get you to say more than two words. To which Coolidge promptly replied, you lose. And we know that this story is not true because Calvin Coolidge himself has publicly said this is not 
a true account of something that happened, someone was introducing him at a public speech and brought this story up. And Calvin Coolidge, after the kind introduction, just told everyone that that's actually not a true story. What is true, though, is he was very quiet and reserved and not inclined to speaking. And he used this to his advantage. He said once something along the lines of three out of the four people who will come into the Oval Office are going to ask for something they shouldn't have. He said, if you just let them talk and don't say anything, after about 10 minutes, they'll let themselves out. It's a great lesson about the value of silence in just our natural lives and also in our relationship with God. And I really enjoyed one of the quotes attributed to him that we included in his story that's worth repeating. He says, nothing he never said ever caused him harm. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story actions for this story by the light of the kerosene lamp at thunderrock.org, where you can see a picture of Calvin Coolidge and also a portrait of him taking the oath of office. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.